Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, episode number five. And today we will be talking about why you need to stay healthy as a caregiver and how to do it. And that's really important. And with me is Joanne Westbrook. Hi, Val. (laughs) How are you doing, Joanne? I'm good. Good to see you again. And for those, uh, in case you have not listened to us before, Joanne is, um, has almost 30 years experience (laughs) in the senior care and dementia care field. And she's a licensed nursing home administrator, a certified assistant living administrator, a certified (laughs) positive approach to care dementia care trainer. And for those of you who might not be familiar with, uh, there's a trainer named Tifa Snow who travels Mm. internationally and and, and gives people a lot of practical tips and advice and really changes lives with her techniques. And Joanne is certified in those techniques. So yay. (laughs) And she's also a book author. So, and today I'm really excited to talk about, you know, caregiver health and, and, why why it's so important as a caregiver to to make sure you care for yourself and how to do it right you know it's um it's really interesting that uh for the most part as women are mostly caregivers it's mostly the women you know that um and we are as young children as we are raised to basically be the support system for everyone. (laughs) So we have learned some very stressful skills throughout our life because we have parents, we have children, we have spouses, and we do even keep our job, but we still have all of that going on. Mm -hmm. So as you know, the moment that you're working with someone who gets dementia, that's a whole different level, isn't it? Yes, it is. So today we just kind of want to talk about a reminder of how do we take care of ourselves in order to take care of that other person that you love so much. And I just have a few questions Mm -hmm. to come out from the very beginning. And one of them is, uh, do you sit around a lot and not really interact? Let's say if you have a group of people, you're really just kind of sitting and you're sort of passive. And Mm -hmm. um, part of that has to be that you are so stressed out and you're so tired from all of the things that you're doing. And you begin to feel like you have nothing to give at this point because you're kind of like an empty vessel at that point, which is really scary when you think about it. Because as we know today, the statistics tell us that. If you don't take care of yourself, you are at a very high risk yourself of getting dementia. Wow. So as we are working with that person, we know that is definitely not the road we want to go down. So what are the things we need to be thinking about to change that whole concept? Because this is this is very, very important now. And I'm going to throw a couple of things at you and see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see if, so in other words... Um, If you're feeling tired, if you feel stressed, um, if part of what you're doing is really basically not involved, no involvement with anyone except for the person you're caring for, 
Are you alone? Are you the lone person who's the care? Yeah, safe. probably. I yeah. could see a lot of isolation yes. happening yes. just because you're so drained yep. in that sense and so tired. Yep. And um, that's not good. No, it's not good for your health, is it? No. So um, if you said yes to that, everyone, <laughs> here's what we want to talk about. And this is just a vague list to start with. And then let's flesh that out a little bit and see how that helps you. The number one thing we want to talk about is nutrition. We know that nutrition is a very big factor. Mm. One of the hardest ones is sleep. And the sleep is difficult because perhaps your loved one is up for all hours of the night, yeah. off and on. Difficult for you if you're alone there. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and how, how we can avoid that. Um, when you're so tired, you rarely exercise. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you just, for me, even as, as somebody that used to love that so much, that if you're feeling fatigued and tired, the last thing you want to do is to go to the gym, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, that's the very first thing you should do because yes. that actually energizes your body. Yes, it does. Have you done that? Yes. Isn't that, isn't yes, that it interesting? It, yeah, it's so many times that you yeah. think I'm so tired. I don't want to do it. But if you push yourself and do it, you will most likely always thank you. Thank yourself that you, yeah. you did it because all yeah. of a sudden you have, it gives you energy. It does. Yeah. And it's just the opposite of what you think it's going to be. Yeah. And so we, we have to um, really, what we want to say is you have to balance your rest with your exercise. So it's a in between, but you still have to do it. If you don't do it, then part of that aerobic exercise mm -hmm. is going to be lost on you. And that's a bad thing. Um then this is kind of a tricky question because I want to ask if anyone in the audience out there has actually gone in and done a screening wow. to find out what level you're at with your brain cognition. And the reason I tell you that is because if you do that and you do it yearly, you can, you can see whether you're doing well or whether you're starting to decline. And mm. what are the things you can do to change that? That's interesting. Because number one, you really don't want to start getting into that um, place because it's easy to do. Mm -hmm. So getting a screening is just giving you a level. And then next year, same time, try it again. And if mm. you go down, then you need to start going back to thinking about the things you haven't been doing. Nice. You know, yeah. to keep that brain active is, is the most important thing. Um, the other part for me is the emotional support that I'm not sure that we're all getting. Um, if you have family or other than your spouse, children, friends, um, that relationship we've mentioned before is critical. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to be that one person, you just can't do that. So emotional support for you allows you to have the energy to do the other things we were talking about. That's critical. Yeah. That's Imagine critical. if you're alone all the time and all of the work is on you. That is really, really yeah. rough. Yeah. So we want to get past that. But so when we're going to talk about prevention for our folks out there, mm -hmm. and these are the things that we would like for you to really start concentrating on. Okay. So if I say to you, are you actually de-stressing in any, on any level? How do you de-stress yourself? When you get stressed out, what do you do, Val? 
ballet class? No. <laughs> if I think it's if you're doing it, I'm yes. like, if I feel like I'm in the middle of what's going Chaos, on, I might yeah. not even think about the fact that I need to step away, but it's yeah. so critical. But yeah, for me, it would be a dance class or going for a walk. Yeah. Taking the dog for a walk. Yeah. Just getting away from the you love the pet therapy. Yes. You know, yeah. um, that's good for both of the loved one and also yourself. It's mm -hmm. amazing a little pet therapy. Mm -hmm. We like that ourselves mm -hmm. over here. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so the other thing I wanted to say, and when you say you take a ballet class or do something like that, um, part of what I want the folks to do is to stay social. Mm -hmm. And ballroom dancing, by the way, which is fascinating, is one of the things that they suggest you do to prevent dementia. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with the fact that not only is it physical, but it's social and you have to think about the steps. Yes. And the socialization is you with another partner. So in the early stages, that's a great, great one to keep yourself, you know, really mm -hmm. feeling involved with somebody. Um, if you find yourself becoming depressed, which is a typical problem with caregivers, try uh, and speak with your doctor because that can be treated. The mm -hmm. dementia we're not doing well with at this point, no. but depression you definitely can get some help with. Um, and there's nothing worse than feeling that heavy feeling of yeah. you just can't move forward. Once that lifts, then a lot of things starts to change mm -hmm. for you. So let's really think about taking care of that. The other thing is um, there's issues with other parts like depression. That's number one. The other is hypertension, diabetes. Yeah. Um, because all of that relates, by the way, from your heart to your brain. Mm -hmm. So what you do with your body is going to make a big difference, but you have to get those in control. Mm -hmm. So if you have those issues, start thinking about, I need to talk with my doctor and get this fixed because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to do well if I don't. No, you can't care for somebody else if you're not well right. yourself. I always have to think of, and I think I mentioned this before, like in the airplane when the pressure drops, yes. the mask falls. Yeah. I'm going to tell you first, pull down the mask and put it on your own face before you help others for the reason that you can't possibly have somebody if you, in that instance, pass out or right. if you're just so physically exhausted and, and ill. Right, exactly. That, I mean, you, and then what the happens, by the way, to the loved one you're caring for if you become ill yeah. and can know, or what if you wind up in the hospital yeah. or something else like that? So be, be physically conscious of what's going on mm -hmm. with your body. And I think too, if you're really stressed all the time, you'll be a lot. You're a lot more likely to be to react instead of respond. So yes. if your loved one has, let's say, some sort of challenging behavior, maybe they're swearing or yeah. something. If you're really stressed, you're more likely to just react to it, and, yes. and that can spiral into something really negative. Versus if you're if you're a little calmer and. Yeah take a deep breath, yeah. you can respond in a much better way. I think that's very true because that's one of the things that we hear about a lot is the conflict yeah. in the homes because you're not really trained to work with that person in a way that would reduce the stress mm -hmm. between the two of you. Mm -hmm. So that's, by the way, one of the things with Tipa Snow that is so amazing is those are the skills that she teaches. Yeah. And honestly, if, if, 
it's almost like somebody once said it was like turning on the light. You know, yeah. you've finally figured it out, and now you know not to do that again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's it is about thinking through things, but sometimes, like you said, when you're just in the moment and, and you're that, just reacting, yeah. and then you know, yeah. if you later on take like think about it and take yeah. a step back, you might realize, eh, you I know, probably could have handled that a little better. Yeah, it's that afterthought <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate. It's later. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If you take that afterthought and in essence, learn from it. Yes. You know, we're right. all human. We all make mistakes. But if right. we can take that mistake and learn from it, then in essence, can become something positive. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing, too, when we're talking about prevention, because that's part of the disease thing that we're working on. But keep in mind, too, that as you age, you start to have issues with falls. Yeah. And um, you really want to make sure that you don't have any head injuries. Because, you know, that, again, triggers another issue. So you might want to just kind of check and see if there's anything you can do to strengthen those legs and make sure you're mm-hmm. staying mm-hmm. physically fit. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, oh, boy. Um, so I think that the other part of that is how about joining a social group or creating a caregiver's group? Yeah. You know, if you've had old friends for years and years and you suddenly find yourself being isolated away from them, which has happened to a family member of mine that I I felt very, you know, concerned about her because she used to go to church with this group and and now it's because they're not comfortable around him. Yeah. They're she's become isolated. Now that is the number one thing we want them all to forget. Yeah. You are now going to stay social because you need even if you have to create your own group or go to a, a book club, join a women's group where you have that opportunity to express that, whether it's anger or frustration or whatever, it's the best relief that you can possibly get. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think support groups, like I said, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, they're like a lot of them around and if there's not, you can, you can create one because yeah. I think being, spending time with people that are going through a similar situation that yeah. is like in a, on a similar journey shall we call it in life is, is really important and yeah because maybe your previous friends if they're not in the same situation they might not understand what's going exactly. on they might feel uncomfortable and then you might even experience if let's say at some point you realize your loved one might be better off in in a professional facility mm-hmm. um there might be judgment from other people that are don't yes. understand where exactly. you are. So if you surround yourself with people that understand mm-hmm. what is happening, that understand what you're going through, you will be that much better off. Yeah. And that's the key is the support system that we just talked about a minute ago is the fact that these are people who understand what's happening yes. to you and have either been there or see themselves now getting into the same position. So it's really good to create those things and try not to stay home. Get out there. Go to the mall. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. You have to have a a support system that will come in and let you do that because that's going to make it better for both of you all the time. So speaking of your brain, the things that we want to talk about is do you do the same things the same way every day and not make any changes. I mean, is it, are you set in this routine? 
where you get up, you do this, you go to that. And, you know, this is really not good for the brain. So you don't have to shake up things a little mm-hmm. bit and start doing some different things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you might want to take a walk. Like you said, if you yeah. have a pet, grab that dog, whatever, take off and go for a quick walk through a park, find a park. Mm-hmm. Is that ever relaxing? Yes. And the great thing is actually with a dog is yeah. you will meet other dog owners. There you go. I, that's something I have a dog and I've found I meet a lot of people because of yeah. my dog yeah you know and even people that don't have dogs that well, love dogs that she will come is by. cute I have to say <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a very social thing too. it is and see the other part of that is sometimes you find people just like that who you can have a conversation with yeah. and you never thought that would happen mm-hmm. and when you get back you feel almost relieved you know mm-hmm. at a point where some of the stress when we talk about de-stressing that's what we're talking about yeah so those kind of things are really key factors. Another thing is, this is a tough one for everybody on the planet. We have to stop worrying yes. about everything. Yep. You know how hard that is? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it does because the thing about it is, is it, it's probably not going to change anyway. Mm-hmm. But we have that immediate thought of, but what if? But what if? Mm-hmm. And so finding that de-stressing will help eliminate some mm-hmm. of that. And that's part of what, you know, we all struggle with. Yeah. And and not to digress on the on the topic itself, but I think, you know, one way as a when it comes to dementia, I could imagine that would reduce the worrying is if you take a little time and sort of prepare for the journey. So if yes. you oh, yeah. take the time to to educate yourself and learn about what you know in essence how this might develop absolutely and you get your let's say your legal and your financial things in place exactly you have i think joanne mentioned before an elder law attorney Mm -hmm. if they can help you sort out some of those things that's less worry that would that will be less worry absolutely And because you know that these things are going to happen, um, part of something we'll talk about probably later when we begin to discuss the different types mm-hmm. um, of dementia is being able to create your day yeah. so that you're setting it up so that you already kind of have an idea. And hopefully it's something new this time. You're going to do something different. Um, but instead of worrying about it, because this is where you lose your sleep, you lay down at night, and the only thing in your mind is all this stuff, what am I going to do? How am I going to do that? So if you kind of plan it ahead, it gives you that opportunity to just yeah. kind of let go. Yeah, write you know? it, yeah, I like that. Write yeah. it down. Write it down. Let, that way you can yep. put it aside, put it in your drawer, yep. and let it go. For and you know time. what you're going to do, and there it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for people that have dementia, they like routine. So, um, which is going to be the reason you're going to have to leave and go somewhere else (laughs) because basically it will be fairly easy if you know their history, you know, their choices they like, and you design that day throughout the day. And then the two of you need to do things together that you like. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, that will help de-stress you. So let's talk about, um, specific things. Okay. Because this is something to me that's really helpful Um, the socialization part we talked about, but, um, creating new relationships is the key to also continuing to not lose, even if you lose your old friends, 
don't allow yourself to think you're not going to get another relationship because you will. You'll find people who yeah. will be concerned. Even as we said, if you create something yourself, it doesn't matter. But that's important. So keep that in mind. Um, if you can, this is this is kind of a little controversial about nutrition, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's the hardest thing to change, isn't it? Your diet. Yes, it is tough. It really is because we have grown up either culturally or whatever that we love mama's cooking, mm -hmm. and heaven only knows what mama was cooking. So that's I don't, right. I don't know I think about if that. If you're stressed, you're more yeah. likely oh, to reach over for the unhealthy stuff. Yes overeat and yeah. the fatties, yep. the, the fat foods, the salt food, the things that taste really, really good. Yeah, unfortunately. But here's a good thing. Dark chocolate is really good for you. Mm -hmm. So that's not bad. Um, but I would say that you need to eat more fish. And the controversy with the fish is some of them have a lot of mercury in them. So mm -hmm. do a little research on that before you decide which fish you want to eat. That's, mm -hmm. But that's really important. Two to three times a week, they say. Wow. Yeah. So um, if you're going to do that, all you have to remember is to increase your vegetables and your fruits. Mm -hmm. Because those are the things that are going to keep you the healthiest. Yeah. I think they uh, recommend the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. And you can Google that. And there's recipes everywhere for yes. that. It's not really difficult. No. The thing that concerns me is eating a lot of fried foods. Mm. The things that we probably grew up with, we have to kind of back off. The comfort food. The comfort. Yeah. The lots of bread. And <laughs> we'll try to stay away from the carbs as much as possible. Um, and I will say that we are a society of eating a lot of red meat. Red mm. meat is not really good for the heart. And if you remember correctly, what's good for the heart is good for the brain. So those mm -hmm. two are very definitely connected. Oh, yes. So part of that is now I will tell you that you may have one glass of red wine a day. There's a moment. All right. <laughs> so that will help you maybe before you go to bed, have yeah. that one little glass. Of, that's very important. Mm -hmm. The most important thing, though, is to add the water. Yeah. We are very bad about drinking water. Um, and that's truly everyone. But think about how much your body is made up of water. Yes. So we really need to hydrate. Mm -hmm. And just as a note, remember that that's the same for your loved one, because they can get a UTI really quick when we just are. They don't ask for oh, something. Yeah. Yes. They because they don't ask for water yeah. or anything to drink and you have to offer it. So if they see you drinking water you just give them a glass mm -hmm. of water when you have a glass of water nice. so that yeah it's just a, an equal thing there but yeah. it really does help both of you I mean that's that's really important um maybe uh, let's skip over to something that is a little more physical what kind of exercise is aerobic for you Valerie dance dance yeah that's excellent now how about riding a bike Oh, yes. Riding a Definitely. bike. Uh, okay. Now, I don't know where everybody's coming or where you live, <laughs> yeah. but in Sarasota, it's a little risky to, to ride in the street. So we basically ride in a park yeah. <laughs> for Safe. safety's sake. Exactly. Safety yeah. first. <laughs> safety wear a helmet. First. Yes. And wear a helmet. Again, reducing any risk for head injury. Yeah. Uh, but the aerobic type exercise, what's the point of that, Val? It, well, it gets the blood flowing to your brain. That's one thing that a neurologist uh, we work with 
said before is you have to think about what is everything that's good for your heart is good for your brain. Yeah. Because if you yeah, if you exercise, it pumps all that oxygen that's into right. your brain. Right. And remember too, it's getting the oxygen up there because yeah. your 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 brain's got to have that oxygen up there as well. Um, it's kind of like someone who has a stroke. That becomes another mm. issue. We'll we'll be talking about that as we move forward in some of our other um, podcasts. So um, so at least now prepare for this. At least three hours a week of aerobic. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say plan ahead. Be thinking, yeah. uh, do you have somebody that's going to come stay with your loved ones so you yeah. can get out, take an hour? And for some people, they're runners. And mm-hmm. the running is seems to be really cathartic for them. Yeah. So I'm not a runner, but I do like the, I work out in a gym. I like that. I get on that bicycle and I go to town. I probably could drive from here to another city yeah. by the end of the day. And if for some reason, if you have... If Let's say you have joint problems. Maybe swimming is really swimming is excellent. And so, and it also, especially if you have joint issues, there's no pressure on the joints. Mm -hmm. So uh, swimming, that's an excellent idea too. But it's also aerobic if you go fast enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't not know. Not leisurely float on the. <laughs> not, yeah, don't float on the the raft. That does not yeah. count for that. Other than maybe with the glass of yeah, wine after the exercise. after the yeah. exercise. There you go. Now the interesting thing that I've heard over and over again about mental stimulation. People say, "Oh, I just do puzzles. I do puzzles every day," and I go. Yes, but you do them every day, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, what did we say earlier? It's a routine. It's the same old same all the time. So what if you tried to learn a new instrument? Play an instrument if you've never done it before, Mm -hmm. because what that does, or learn learn a new language. Yep. Either way, if you want to learn Spanish or French or whatever, Um, What happens is those neurons start growing and you start building a defense within your brain. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of difficulty. So it doesn't matter what it is, actually, as long as it's different and difficult. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's the direction that you really need to go in. That reminds me of something that Tipa Snow said. And and actually, one of our education programs, we offer education programs with Tipa Snow. And in one of the videos, she said, you have to think of the brain, think of it as like a forest in the sense of... The thicker the forest is, the more trees you have, as in the more like knowledge yeah. and skills. Even when the dementia hits, it will take a lot longer to, in essence, really uh, to see it. signs and yeah. to see it yeah. because, in essence, cutting down that forest is That's taking right. a lot longer if it's a very, you know, right. if there's a lot of trees versus That's right. two trees. So, yeah. yeah, that's a huge part of understanding what the brain looks like because, mm-hmm. my goodness. If you have a, a a real picture of your brain and you realize that it looks kind of looks like sort of, you know, all these tang- tangles and things in there, but you can build it and make it. Do you know when I was growing up, uh, we were told you can't develop any more new neurons. You, yeah. What you got, you got. And we're so glad to find out that's not true, (laughs) that you can increase your learning skills and Mm -hmm. knowledge, and it makes a huge difference. So be thinking about that. That's something you can add to your list Mm -hmm. as something new and something different. So it's not your routine. Um, 
And really the fifth thing to me, if you can keep a list of the things that we talked about today, this, this is the other one. Um, you need some sort of mental relaxation. I don't know. I know uh, you meditate. Mm -hmm. um, some people do yoga. Yeah. Um, other people relax by taking a walk or depending on where you are. We're in uh, Florida, so we have a beautiful beach. You can go and sit on the beach and just close your eyes, take those deep mm -hmm. breaths, and it Honestly, it just takes those moments of, you know, all that stress just goes away. For me, sitting in front of the ocean and listening to those waves mm -hmm. rolling in is the most relaxing thing that I can think of. I love that. Yeah. 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 And I think there, there might be some stigma to meditation where people think it's focused on religion. There's some no. of that, but there's also meditations that are not religious. Right. Right. Um, and and one thing, if let's say you're not near a beach, if you go to YouTube and you type in yes. meditation, you can listen to there's beautiful meditations on different topics where you can just maybe sit down, turn it on, oh, yeah. turn off the light for five or ten minutes. It's just incredible. And breathing exercises. Yeah, it's uh, which, by the way, when we talk about the breath, you know, taking those three deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Um, is one of the first things you want to do before you respond to someone because you're going to think through your brain better if there's a little oxygen going up there. Mm. But you know what happens when you panic? The frontal lobe shuts down and you're not thinking. Yeah. And so that's when you react. Yeah. So the more you meditate, the more you take time to mm. learn that, the easier it will be for you to move forward in that in that area. But If uh, also there's nothing wrong with being a spiritual, uh, taking spiritual oh, yeah. poetry, mm -hmm. um, whatever those areas are for you, absolutely. A lot of people find great release and relief by meditating in that mm -hmm. scenario. Yeah, and praying. Yes, praying mm -hmm. is, is very, very good. So when you think about all of that, and I'm, I'm really hoping that there's no one out there who smokes. That's, <laughs> I say that gently, but I do say it as that affects so many things. And so if that's part of your de-stressing, we want you to find something healthy to go to rather than the cigarettes, because those will give you a health problem on top of other things. So the smoking is a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, so we always mention it. It's really hard to quit. But I think they say, Valerie, how many days to change a habit? Oh, yes. I think it takes 66 days on average to build a new habit, which sounds like a long time. But if if you can, you know, if you start, if you want to start a new habit and you, you know, do it five minutes a day, or I guess for smoking would be. <laughs> yeah. <well>. That... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can do it for 66 days, you're that much right. more likely. And actually one trick. Um, that my dad has done. He used to smoke and he said he's been um, postponing his last cigarette for the last, I think, 20 years or so. Where So if you smoked a cigarette every, let's say, two hours, yeah, try four hours. Yeah. You know, and when yeah. you can do, when you can be without a cigarette for four hours, maybe try six or eight. Just slowly expand the time frame. And like I said, he's been... It's been, I think, I want to say 20 years. I don't know exactly. We've a long time. That's He's awesome. Postponing. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, and I'll tell you the other thing, I mean, when it really becomes a struggle and for some people, um, it's such an addictive habit, by the way, uh, that they do have patches and you can Mm -hmm. wear those patches, even though you're getting nicotine, you're not getting those other horrible things that are inside those cigarettes, carcinogenics. Um, But it will allow you that opportunity to start slowly getting away from this hand that hand habit. habit yeah whoa that's a tough one yeah. so as we all know it's it's all about you making a decision because you choose your life you really do um, and I have asked so many people if they thought they had a chance of reducing their risk of getting dementia and the majority of people tell me no and I want to say to them, yes, you can. You really, really can. But you have to take control of your life. You have to be proactive. You have to really think about what you can do to reduce all of the stress that's going on. You need really. And you know, when you sleep, what happens, Sal? All the toxins in your brain release. And it's like it's a garbage disposal. Oh. That's when they go out. Wow. But if you're not sleeping, that's mm-hmm. staying up there, which is not helping you at all. Mm-hmm. So remember to get a lot of sleep mm-hmm. as well. So we talked about physical activity, mental activity. We talked about social activity, spiritual involvement. Uh, and that can be on on many levels. Mm-hmm. Your well-being and self-worth, meaning I am worth this, so I am going to do things for myself because I can't do everything for everyone else and forget. Oh, by the way, I I am here. Yes. <laughs> I exist. I need that too as well. So um, minimize risky things. Anything that could cause you to have an injury to the head, anything like that falls, mm-hmm. keep yourself healthy, be thinking, and then just reduce your anxiety or distress. And I say, just do that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not minimizing that. That's no, hard. It is. Um, but th- that's your strategy right there. Mm-hmm. And um, Val and I for sure uh, hope that all of you are doing exactly what you need to do for yourselves mm-hmm. because we know how much you give to everybody else. Now we want you to take that and bring it back to yourself. And that's not being selfish, by the way. That's just, you can't live as surviving. It has Mm -hmm. to be quality of life for both of you. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that you will take all of those little examples. And maybe, and you know, if it it sounds overwhelming, you don't have to do everything at once. Right. You maybe add one new thing a week or one new thing a month or do you know depending on your circumstances but add one you go one step at a time you know that's really fun because when we talk about doing something new mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. take one of those yep and just work on it for a week exactly until it becomes a habit that's right and, and then, then try adding another another one yeah. and that can be the part that you're looking forward to so Allow that to be a new part of your life so that you're going to go out, you're going to go take a walk, you're going to go swim at the gym, you're going to do something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you come home, it feels different to you. It really will. And you'll keep yourself healthy. And it will affect your relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joanne. I really, really appreciate it. It was a lot of, you know, a lot of thought provoking, I think, insights and 
it's just so important. Yeah, so, we forget so about it. Yeah, you can't care for somebody else if you're not caring for, for yourself. yourself. Yeah. And uh, so thank you, Joanne. You're and, welcome. Um, uh, if you are interested, we have a little handout that right. uh, we call it the personal health sheet. What it is, it's a, um, a sheet where you can fill in like medical information, likes and dislikes. So the person in your care so that when, let's say, God forbid, and we hope it doesn't, but if there was a, an emergency situation, or if, even if you're going to the doctor, you can really take quick. this sheet and hand it to the person so they know exactly what is going on. And if you're interested, you can have a look at that. We have it uh, available at um, www.pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. That's www.pineseducation.org pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. Nice. And uh, and doesn't that just distress you, by the way? Because yes. now you don't have to think about all those things. Yeah, write it down. There, Yeah, write, write it, it down, down and it's all done. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Is, is, yes. Are there topics, you know, something you, that you're struggling with or that you always wondered about? Or something you just simply want to know more about. We right. would love to hear from you. And the best way uh, to get in touch with us is if you just send us a quick email at info at pineseducation.org. Right. It's info at pineseducation.org. And I'm also going to put that in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thank, thank you so you. much, Joanne. Thank you. And, and good luck to all of you out there. Yep. Try something new and exciting. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. And we hope to uh, welcome you back. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye.